Are you ready for the Christmas lockdown? Maybe we'll manage to get through the Christmas dinner before it's announced, but we all know the restrictions are coming. Maybe that's because the modellers in Sage have only presented scenarios full of Omicron deaths. Something must be done, of course, otherwise why would we need them to make decisions for us? I'm Nick Elliott, I'm here with my brother Andrew, and we'd like to welcome you to this special Christmas edition of the Sounding Board podcast. Make sure you visit us at soundingboard.com, rate, review and share this podcast with your friends and family, and join the debate on our Telegram channel by going to t.me forward slash soundingboard. It's great to have you with us. What kind of a moron does a COVID test 10 days or less before Christmas? Oh, I have no idea. But I've, I've been, presumably like you, seeing a few people moaning that they have to stay in at Christmas and they have to isolate. And I mean, they're testing positive for look at me, look at me, look at me uh, at that point, I think. But yeah, the, 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 there's this rash of them about 10 days before, wasn't there? Popping up on Twitter going, woe is me, I'm not going to be able to do my Christmas stuff. Don't do the test. Why are you putting yourself in that position? It's the people who are taking the test, you know, like, so you see people um, taking them, you know, several times a day. I've seen people tweet pictures. Oh, I've seen that one. Morning, of, lunchtime. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like three times a day, I think, they take these. I mean, for a start, what an absolute waste of plastic resources, time, energy, that is. Yeah. Aside, aside from all that, these people don't have symptoms, and the tests aren't accurate. Yeah. So all you're doing is just... I, I don't know. It boggles. It boggles the mind. I can. I can almost understand people taking tests if they have symptoms, but you know. I'd, so you and I wouldn't. Yeah. So um, I mean, we've had some personal experience having more chats about this with people we know uh, recently, and bedwetters. Well, I mean that that. That's too broad a term, okay, for the populace out there. That that could that could mean anyone. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the pe- people, people that we know that we um, we don't see all that often, um, uh, but you know aren't scared of us being in their house, all this kind of stuff. Um, we haven't specifically broken any rules with any of these people, but um, and we've certainly brought infectious colds into their house in the last year, which was amusing. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, the one the one time we come and see you, <laughs> we bring some cold in. Um, but the the point about the tests, in fact. It, it, I can think of a number of people that, that me and my wife have spoken to in the last month. Everyone thinks the test is gospel. Everyone. It doesn't matter how awake, actually, people are to any of the other stuff. Maybe they think, oh, maybe lockdown's not bad. Oh, okay, we've done enough now. Maybe the vaccines aren't working, yada, yada, yada. The test is gospel. And the moment you start saying, you know they're not accurate, right? They blink at you. And as soon as you start saying... You go into the reasons about what it even is, and you start talking about the inventor of the PCR, and you've, it was never a diagnostic test. It doesn't test for the presence of live anything. We've, we've, we've rehearsed these enough times, but as soon as you start getting into this stuff and you speak from a position of confidence, they just they just start shutting down. You see them start shutting down, and it's because they, they start labelling you as conspiracy theorists. Yeah, and it's with with the lateral flow test as well, because a lot of a lot of people think. Yes. Okay, the, the PCR is the is the they think it's the gold they, they standard. Think, they think PCR is a gold standard, but they think lateral flow tests aren't that accurate, and they you know they could be they could be wrong. It's just but a guide. I, but if I take two of them, 
and they both test positive, yes. then it must be, it must, they're not less than 50% accurate. So therefore, if I take two tests yes. or three tests, it must be true. Yes. Not that the thing that's gone wrong has happened again and again. Yeah. It's the. It's just like well, I've taken, but I've taken two yeah. natural flow tests, so then, you know, I've, I've, yeah. I've tested. It's like, they're like they think they're like pregnancy tests. And exactly. The the other thing about the, the the testing, whether it's PCR or lateral flow, it doesn't really matter. Is that the um, one of the? I mean, there are many lies throughout the scam. Um, one of them is that you can get COVID more than once. Yeah, that's a very very common very common one. That everyone. That's how they keep they maintain the fear because. And it's how they get people to wear masks again, mm. uh, regardless of anything that's happened to them, including having had it. Um, and the test, the, the the inaccurate tests, just reinforce that. The number of people are going, I, I definitely had it twice. I definitely had it twice because I tested positive that time and I tested positive this time. And it's like at least one of those was wrong. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things that that there might be the occasional statistically insignificant yeah. and we sure. you'd be talking about people who were massively immunocompromised it's annoying when when these people have big audiences though yes and they're so Constantine Kissin who's normally pretty good thinks he's had it for a second time and he's lost the sense of taste and smell both times yeah. <clears throat> and he yeah. might he, he may be one of these people who's I just got a, a come a, on come on you get but you get people who get chicken pox twice and measles but that, twice and yes, stuff. But that yes, but that is that is a tiny, tiny amount. Yeah, and he he might he might point. be he might be in that tiny amount um, yeah. that's just got a dodgy rubbish immune system um, <laughs> and hasn't built up immunity from the first time. Yeah, um, but it's it's going to be exceedingly rare. Yeah, but the thing is, though, for people like who have those type of followers, said I've got it twice. I've lost sense of taste and smell twice. Can blah, you imagine? Blah, blah. If, and people worry. Can you imagine if you could? get it again and again and again we everyone would have had it the the the, the care homes would be empty okay the hospitals would be just walking morgues if if you if you were actually to put together all of the lies as they say they are if they were all true then there'd be no one left well if it was as, would you be passing each other back and if forth? it was as contagious as they they said it was you know the first one mm. we'd have all got it within a few weeks anyway yeah um, and and it was months, but you know before, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a year and a half before we got it. Um, well, and then um, this this comes into the the stupid predictions they make, doesn't it? Um, of you know so many yeah. so many thousand. They think there are going to be so many thousand deaths a day by Christmas or something, which or by the New Year, which is why, which is why we have to. No 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 no. Um, it, was, it, oh, it was. It was. Did you hear about the number of cases? Well, the number of cases. So again, positive tests. No, I mean, per day that they predicted. When? Which which set of predictions? Uh, it, it was. It was one of them. But Sajid Javid, he said it a number of times. A million a day. A million positive tests. A million cases. Yeah, a million cases per day. That that's really not going to take very long for a population of sixty odd million to. Uh... I know. Just. <laughs> That doesn't even... Isn't that incredible? Well, especially as 95% of people are supposed to have antibodies now, whether that's generated through the so-called gene therapy vaccines or um, uh, or from having it in the first place. So where are these millions of people that haven't had it? But just, I, I, you know, why does that not, you know, alarm bells in the head before you, the words even come out of the mouth? You know, 66 yeah. million people, a million, a million per day, really? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, okay, so that, that leads nicely to what happened over the weekend with a particular Twitter thread. If we're talking about modelling... Sure, sure. I was I just, would, I was just going to before we, we before we we, uh, we stopped talking about tests. I was going to ask if you knew anyone who has tested positive after getting jabbed, because I know a few people now. Oh, from months ago, yeah, yeah. Not, not most most people I know have now tested tested positive after a jab. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's oh, still yeah. it's still happening. It's it's not it's people don't think. Hang on a second, I've just been given the jab. Maybe I shouldn't take a test for a couple of weeks afterwards. They're, because because there's, there's all this nonsense about oh you must test every day they're getting the booster jabs, and then they're testing it's positive. Giving it to them, I know, and they're testing positive and thinking oh no I've got it, and they've just tested right. positive this, for the for the this, vaccine. This again is one of one of the many many things. The the spike in January of, of this year of 2021, it was all the infections or whatever it was the illness the disease of people immediately post-vaccination. And I'm not talking about all the adverse reactions, the, th- the stuff that doesn't normally come with SARS-CoV-2. <laughs> it was all the people going, oh, I feel awful, I've got a sore throat, I'm coughing, I've got a fever. Two days after having the jab and then taking the test. There's how you get your COVID numbers up. Mm. I mean, look, I could, I could talk about how we get the numbers but they're, up but they're as, treated, as much as you like. They're treated as unvaccinated at that point. I know. That's that's the um that's I know. The, the, the travesty. But you see, right, let me just leave, before we go back to the modeling then. Um so we're in Omicron territory now. Okay. Yeah. And obviously everyone that's listening to this podcast knows that it's even more just a cold <laughs> than any of the other ones if if it is if it is this, you know, this new variant and you believe in, you know, you buy into that stuff. They they will get their deaths no matter what. It, if it's if it's really infectious and really mild, then it's going to spread through all the hospitals. And anyone who's dying of anything normally will test positive for this thing. Mm. In which case they get to go. Oh, look at that! Like like the first so-called Omicron deaths in uh, in this in this country. They're they're all with, but like most of the deaths are oh, deaths yeah. with. Um, and so they'll get they'll get their spike of deaths just by having the the positive test as it waves through coinciding with people dying of normal of normal causes and it won't actually have been a factor in their death at all or all these people who are, who are now on their third some of them their fourth jab who had a three course in the first place and the booster is their fourth they're going to be dropping like flies they're all testing positive as you say Again, you get your case numbers up and you get your deaths because some of these people will sadly succumb to the effects of the spike protein and the lipid nanoparticles and whatever else is surging through their systems and killing them. So they're, they're going to get their spike this winter, aren't they? And in fact, they win either way. If, if they don't get their spike, they get to say, oh, it's because everyone had the booster. So oh, it's that, tails you. Yeah, you we, lose. Said, we said yeah. that. We said that at the beginning of the first lockdown. Yeah. In the if the if uh, you know if it Classic doesn't if it doesn't work, it's this is why we're doing it. If it did, you know, if, if there there was a you know a, a reduction in deaths or, or hospitalizations, it's because it, we acted. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a win win. Same yeah. every time. Yeah, I think I don't think they'll get them out. They will get a spike because of the sheer number of tests. Well, and it's just, and it is a season. There is a, there is a seasonality to flu and this and and anything else. So you're always going to get more deaths in the winter. Sure, always. But I don't think it's going to be as bad. I mean, it's not as bad now as it was last year. What's not as bad? 
hospitalizations and deaths. Right. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. not. They're not as bad. Um, there were more. There were more hospitalizations and deaths in the in the more middle part of this year and October, you know, September, October, November than there was in the September, October, November time in 2020. I know because that was that was crazy because it was uh, yeah. Like, hang on a bit. We're are, here with the vaccines. What are the vaccines for? Yeah. Well, we don't look. We don't need to cover that ground. I think everyone yeah. everyone gets everyone gets that. Let's talk about this guy. What's his name? Graham Medley. Graham Medley. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he is. Uh, I was unaware of this guy until literally this weekend. Yeah, he's 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 one of the modelers at Sage, Professor. He's professor in charge Medley. of the modelers. At is Sage. he is he the head of modelers? So, right. have you heard of these um, spy SPI? subgroups no. within SAGE. So SAGE is the, what is it? The Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies? Something sounds like, that. like Sounds right, doesn't it? And then SPI, SPI, is the like scientific pandemic something. Who cares? These subgroups, one of them, there's SPI B, which is the Behavioral Insights team, okay? And there's SPI M, which is this group of experts specifically on modeling m for modeling b for behavior because susan mickey she's one of the behavioral it's like why do you need experts of behavior why do you need a commie how can you possibly have a communist as an expert in behavior i mean that just that just blows the mind she's been out she's been out this weekend i know i know saying the the number again if you if you just compare this period of time to all the other times immediately before some restrictions it's just happening exactly the same as it always does, where all of these people come out of the woodwork and start saying just how horrifically bad it is, and you have the government saying, "Oh well, in cabinet, it's we're resisting the you know the temptation to lock down and all this kind of stuff." It's it's just a carbon copy of every other time. Anyway, this he this guy Graham Medley is in charge of the modelers. He's the the lead of that subgroup of Sage on modelling and you know what opinion we have I mean this is Neil Ferguson territory well yeah we did a podcast I mean I scrutinised his code I downloaded his code from GitHub and yeah Yeah. I've got a background in software development and it's the you know I wouldn't it wouldn't pass GCSE you know I could I could I could teach your your little boy to to write cleaner code than that in a morning yeah it was shocking absolutely shocking but yeah so so he was on doesn't even matter about that though does it it's about the assumptions it's about it's about you know the rubbish that they put into the models as well. And this is where this comes from. This is where the, what, what we're going to get onto here. It's like you've got to model the right thing in the first place. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, it's, it's two things. One, one, they're not modeling the right thing. Yep. Two, nothing, you can't, you know, those, those models are just absolutely useless. They don't, don't get worry, the same result. They're yeah. learning from the climate people. Did you see that guy? But their models are useless as well. They're oh, I know. Arguably worse. Yes. If they're, if they're borrowing from the climate people, then that's why we're in the mess we're in. I mean, they're, 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 that's like modelled. It's designed to produce a hockey stick. Yeah. The climate models. Yeah. You know, let's let's just let's use the use the data that enhances what we want, the result that we want, and we'll just ignore the data that doesn't. Using the results that you want. Let's get into this then. So what okay, did this guy so, say? So yeah, so Graham Medley was on on Twitter, and Fraser Nelson picked up on the fact, and he he tweeted at him and got a reply. So he thought, well, hang on a second. Jumped on it on the opportunity. This, this guy is, is here and now. I'm going to ask him a few questions. And I think he has, he's written for The Spectator before, or he's at least commented on something for them. He he's, has, he's, because Fraser has asked him to appear on the podcast to explain it in like a long-form conversation, yeah, which, which he hasn't replied to. Yeah, I don't think he ever will. But I'm just going to read the tweets as they happened. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so the first one, there was one from, from Graham Medley himself saying, the point being missed is that these scenarios are not predictions. We can't predict what people are going to do over Christmas. Many people themselves are undecided. They are made to support a decision to illustrate the possibilities and uncertainty. So he was, you know, he's just... They love this, don't they? They love talking about how they're not predictions, they're models. Sure. And, or scenarios. Yeah, they're they like using all these other words. And yet, and yet the, the politicians certainly take that as, yeah, but this is what could happen. So I'll read the next tweet because what 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 happened is they produced a bunch of these scenarios, and J.P. Morgan had analysed them and said, "Well, hang on a second. You're assuming that it's as uh, as bad as Delta. They have you haven't included a scenario where it's what the South Africans say. It's milder, and therefore you you, you either don't need to do anything, or you can actually relax restrictions and don't worry. Yeah, uh, because things are going to be better. Why, why isn't that? So the, the question that that Fraser asked was. Hi, Graham. I guess the question is why the LSHTM did not, like JP Morgan, include a scenario of lower virulence. Given this is a very plausible option that changes outlook massively, see below. And then he, he, he puts like a, a text from, from this paper. from the JP Morgan paper. Yeah, Graham Medley then, uh, then replies, what would be the point of that? Not a snarky question. Obviously it was. Uh, genuine to know what you think decision makers would learn from that scenario. That's about as snarky as any question I've ever... Completely, but also let's just stop right there. What the people making the decisions wrongly, in our opinion, on the restrictions that are gonna that are gonna happen that they that they have the power to bring in. You're saying, Mister Head of Modelling, that they shouldn't see the most you know what everyone actually thinks, especially the place that this 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 um this variant was named. That they shouldn't see how safe it is, how inconsequential it is oh no no we couldn't possibly want to see that it's because a decision to them is doing something worse it's not deciding not to do anything it's not deciding to end restrictions well yes again get into it so uh again carries on this is fraser nelson again uh in the low virulence scenario modeled by jp morgan no further restrictions would be needed so harm to economy and society might be averted can I ask why you didn't think this less alarming and quite plausible scenario was worth including? Like yours, a genuine question. Dot dot dot. Now, he's been exceedingly polite. He at, is. At, at, I mean, he's trying point. to keep him on the hook for as long as possible yeah, to get as many of answers. Of course, out he is. Of so Graham actually uh, replied saying, "You know the answer. That's what the paper says. If somebody draws a line on a graph, it doesn't add any further information. Decision makers are generally on." It doesn't make decision makers are generally on only interested in situations where decisions have to be made. I think he was typing quickly. Ah, only, yes. Yeah. Um, Fraser then replies again, I may be being thick, but I'm afraid I don't know the answer, exclamation mark. Why would you not, for completeness, add the scenario where Omicron is less virulent and more restrictions are not needed? You know, perfectly, perfectly, perfectly valid question. question. I meant you know what happens. The scenario doesn't inform anything. Decision makers don't have to decide if nothing happens. At which decision point, decision makers don't have to decide if nothing. Happens. That, that right there, and I know there's even more to come, but that right there, bollocks, is the very, um, very definition of something must be done. Mm. Would, would you agree? That is like the, the, the revealing of that. Quite particularly, it's like, well, this group wouldn't even have to meet if there wasn't something to be done. So we're only going to produce things that are going to back up the things that need to be done. It's, it's the idea that you can't decide not to do something. Yes. You can't, have a, have a, you can't think about anything at all. And then decide. Do I do this or do I not do this? And if you don't do this, apparently you haven't made a decision. 
but it's like constitutionally this setup, this configuration of these people in this it's des- yes designed, designed to, act. to do something, not to not to review anything that even might push you towards not doing something. Well, they're they're conflating decision making with acting. Yes. It's not, you know, if you, if you decide not to do something, you haven't made a decision, it's according to them. And we're decision makers. We're decisive. Yeah, yeah so something, something must be done. Mm. Okay, carry on. It ca- carries on. Um, and this is, this is the one that... Uh, the smoking for, gun one. Yeah, this is the one that for me... <laughs> it's, it's, been, kinda, it's been bad enough up until this point. And then he says this. We generally model what we are asked to model. There is a dialogue in which policy teams discuss with the modelers what they need to inform their policy. So basically, Just look at the order of that. Basically, they, policy first. Yeah, this is the policy we want to implement. Either can, can a, you back it up for us? A lockdown or mask wearing or whatever. Yeah, we need you to model these scenarios uh, to justify them. That's exactly what he's saying. I, this is classic thing where a fact checker now, if they were listening to this podcast, was saying, "No, no, no, that's not what he said." Of course, we're inferring, but the point is, it's such an easy inference from mm. what he's saying there, isn't it? Yeah, and then in which case... How can you not infer that from what he's saying? In which case, Fraser Nelson says, okay, so you were asked to model bad Omicron outcomes and make no comment as to the probability. Uh, and he didn't, he didn't reply at that, that point. Uh, he, did re- he did reply to somebody else afterwards saying, we model the scenarios that are useful to decisions. And, and by, as, we, as we've established, by decisions, he means acting. Yes. That are, that are useful for yes. acting out the scenario. He, he'd already want. said earlier that the other data, the good data, if we're going to call it that, wouldn't inform a decision. He's yeah. saying, well, they, well, they wouldn't want it. They wouldn't need They don't need it. That doesn't inform a decision. Because decisions, because decisions to them yeah. mean acting and, and acting differently, acting and, more. It's always about well, doing more. Well, it's the authoritarian response. It's, it's acting to, um, to do something negative towards the populace in this, mm. in this case. I mean, this is staggering stuff, don't you think? I mean, I was reading that. I, I went, the, the only reason I found that stuff um, at the weekend was because I kind of actually went a bit more off the beaten track in my Twitter lurking than I, than I normally do. Right. Um, I don't know what sent me in this direction, but I ended up in all sorts of people's feeds. Well, so I, I, I um, quote tweeted one of those tweets. I, you see, I saw it, that. It might, it might, it, right, I wasn't sure if that was the one you saw. Because he, no. he was saying we only model the stuff that makes decisions. And I said, no, you, you, all, all you do is model things that justify yeah. um, bad policy. Yeah, I thought, or, you, yeah. I thought you absolutely nailed it. Um, but I suppose I am... I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm a little bit excited about this period of time and there are signs that more people are revealing truths like Mm. this and that more people are turning towards our way of thinking i i am sensing that whether it's in the general population whether it's people i know who's who've now said i've done everything i've been asked i'm definitely not locking down for christmas they can take me to prison and these are people that would otherwise have been, no, I am following the rules. So I've got examples of that from, from you know, the circles that I'm in, which is fan- fantastic news. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't really got any circles with people who, who have been that wet, but I know people who yeah. would, for example, have been following mask mandates. And now, and now, and now they've had enough. Yes. Um, but it's coupled with, and it's obviously there's, there's a circular interaction here, 
with these kind of revealings of the way things work, mm. whether it's Boris and Carrie having a lovely time with other people in the number 10 garden, the, the Christmas parties. In fact, it wasn't even the Christmas parties at number 10. It was the gloating, wasn't it? That's what's wound people up. It's them mocking the fact that they, they that the other people weren't doing this and they were last Christmas, even before the big vaccine drive and, uh, and all of that. And I mean, that, you and I have pointed this out for so long with other things like with climate change, which is they don't believe it themselves. They're not afraid of these outcomes. They don't believe any of these measures work. So why are you taking their word for it when they say they do? This is another great example of that. None of them are afraid. None of them have ever been afraid of COVID-19. All, all that has done for me is just point out how stupid the general population are. Yep. I, don't, I don't think anything worse... Confirmed it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anything worse of the civil servants oh, no. uh, for having, having the parties. I'm not angry at them. I'm not angry at them no. whatsoever. I would, I would be doing exactly the same. Particularly, I mean, even from... Let's say that they're not policymakers and they're not in the... You know, if, if, you're, if you're working with someone in an office, yeah. in some kind of, you know, in quotes, essential job, okay? Yeah. Um, you know, you're working with these people in an office all day. Of course it makes sense to just Of course it makes sense to crack open a bottle of wine or a few beers and... and, so, and so, you know. so, so we did um, in, our, in, our, in our office. Right. Um, uh, we're classed as essential uh, workers with the services that we're providing. We're keeping people's uh, business internet yep. connections running. Um, uh, and, and we kept our office open the whole time. Uh, we had we had a lovely barbecue at the end of April out the back of the office playing football out the back. Um, where and yeah, there was a there was a big there was a fairly large team of us that got that got physically <laughs> and emotionally closer during that period of time because we had to because of the work we were having to do. But at the same time, none of us were scared of any of this, and we and we knew it. And 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 I remember I remember putting some LinkedIn post out fairly early on saying, "Come on, I just need to get I, I want to be infected." Come on, I, w- I want to get this because then I can get it and out of the way. The number of people ask, oh, I really don't think you should be bringing that on yourself. Or you shouldn't be. I said, I, 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 that's going a step too far. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I maintain that view the whole time. Um, but we were doing that and they were doing that. And it, it was the right thing to do. It's like, like, like when Neil Ferguson was out shagging his mistress uh, and, and all, all of this other stuff. We're all there going, well, yeah. He's had it. He's, he's immune. Yeah. He's, there, he's no risk to anybody. There are very good reasons why it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, and, and this is how everyone else should be behaving. But it's the, it's the waking up thing that's happening a bit more now. And I know we've said every time there's a lockdown, every time there's some restrictions. If you can, if you can hear it, uh, that's, that's my tortoise who has run of the house. And she's, <laughs> I don't know, she's on an adventure. She's down the side there. Right. Making it making a noise. So, Sorry, what was I saying? Every time there's um, a measure of restrictions, every time there's some uh, you know in lockdown, out lockdown, whatever, we, we say we gain more people on our on our side. Every time there's a few more adverse reactions, every time somebody who's been vaccinated, every time somebody knows somebody's been vaccinated that then has then got COVID, it's going to start changing minds. And I do think we're reaching. I don't know whether I want to call it a tipping point, but there is this was the is, gradually and then suddenly point I that I made. I, I, I made last last time gradually and then all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't think we're quite all of a sudden, but I think there's a bit of a ramping up at the moment. It's been quite a slow gradual thing. I think it's I think it's speeding up. I mentioned to you in the week I've got something a little dark 
to say. You, you accuse me of being black pilled. Well, only on your on past evidence. <laughs> this isn't this isn't on the black pill white pill spectrum. Okay, at all. Not everything has to be. That no, I, I get that. Just, but when you when you say I've got some, normally when you say I've got something for you, and you don't describe it, it's, like, it's probably going to be quite dark. <laughs> so when you say I've got something dark, I, I want to know what your thoughts are okay. um, on this. Um, and I've been wondering whether to. I'm, I hardly ever post anything on LinkedIn anymore. I mean, it, it is business for me, and I need to make sure I don't alienate too many people. Well, that's why. That's yeah. That's why I haven't been. But. I also think you can you can see some, sometimes I just can't help myself I, but get involved in some of the comment threads and start taking people apart for either vaccines or masks. I have had to I've had, I've had to avoid LinkedIn and bear in mind yes. I'm kind of looking for a, yeah. a better gig. Yeah. Um, but I've just had to to come off it because it just winds me up when I end up replying to to, to people and thinking to complete idiots. Hang on, people because of the nature of of the feed algorithm, people are going to see me destroying these people yes. and being you know I know, uh, I know. So, no, 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 I'm just going to hold back but there's this phrase and I've written it down here but I want to get into the, the outcomes um, I've put, I don't know whether it will take days weeks or years but when people realise they've been had it's going to be a sight to see and I think that's starting to happen right now and the uh, certainly certainly for, for whatever reason the the Allegra's Gratton, is that her name? Uh, the the Christmas party gloating. That was a moment for a lot of people in this country. And it's been building now. There's all these other Tory party HQ and number 10 and different other departments of government. They've all been having their parties and everything and it's all kind of laying, laying on the top of it. But this moment where people, people realise that, hang on a minute, this doesn't add up. That the, the moment where the cognitive dissonance for them becomes too much because of the evidence in front of them even being given to them by the corporate media more of this is happening now through the corporate media i genuinely think that there could be a point and it's not just the revealing of stuff relating to covid but if more stuff comes out that's revealing of the way that governments operate whether that's the all the all the dodgy paedophilia stuff whether it's all of the old as opposed to the regular of, fine paedophilia <laughs> you know what i'm talking about um the um whether it's 9-11 conspiracies whether it's jfk whether anything anything ufos you name it anything where over a, a relatively short period of time not decades but months now stuff is revealed that shows the government has not been on your side and has been actively lying to you for your entire life okay i think there are going to be people who are going to take that really really badly because it completely destroys their worldview people like us are going look you know look at this this is proof and i knew it and, and there's going to be people who who just get angry but like how many suicides are there going to be how many people aren't going to be able to cope knowing the truth when the truth comes out even even if you take away all that other stuff i've said even if you just take what's been happening if let's say that it becomes a mainstream opinion that the vaccines do you harm and they knew they were going to do you harm the societal upheaval of just that could be staggering this is this is going to make me sound more blackpill than you 
Yeah. But I don't think we're anywhere near that. Okay. Um, I think people are getting angry, but they're getting <clears throat> they're getting angry for the wrong reasons. So lots of people. I mean, there are people like you and I who are saying, well, "Of course, of course, they don't. You know, they don't. Um, they don't follow the rules, and why should they? Because they're they're working together. There's absolutely yeah. no risk in them following the rules at this point. Uh, you've got to use your common sense. So aside from the fact that they're policymakers, you know, anyone who works together for eight hours in an office can spend an extra half an hour drinking a bottle of wine. Yeah, that kind of thing. People are angry because they're not following the rules and if you don't follow the rules you get chaos that, that that's in their ah, mind that's in their mind yes. okay so everybody should follow the rules we need otherwise chaos otherwise if we let people make their own decisions then some people that you know people will will if you ask them okay so what was the harm in these individuals doing this well there's no harm in the individuals doing it, but if they're allowed to make their decisions other idiots will have to make harm. their decisions as yeah. well and some of these people will make the wrong decisions therefore everyone needs to do the same thing that's why people are getting angry. Not that, oh, these people, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter that they, they're, they're not worried, they so, can't see so any... So you don't think, as I say, I've got experience of people who have, have got to the point of saying enough is enough, and that was their tipping point. There will be a few people like that, but I think the vast majority are just angry that these people aren't following this, their own rules because everybody must follow the rules. And we would get anarchy and chaos, and it would be carnage, and it would be Mad Max if everyone didn't follow. I just want to say one more thing, and this is this is something I've been kind of planning a, a blog post on. Yeah. But we have there are certain types of people who see everything like as an abstract, uh, and it doesn't it doesn't do them any good. The sorts of people that will say, you know, okay, that wearing a, wearing a mask may only make two percent difference. But if everybody does it, you add all those two percents up, and we've saved a life. Yeah. Okay, you know the sorts of people. Yeah. It's the all you need is fifty people, and then you've saved a life. Correct. And it's I remember I remember being in a so I was in a meeting, and this would have been this would have been over over ten years ago. Um, in fact, it was, I think it was two yeah, it was two thousand and eight. I think I was I was working at a company down the road from from, from where we are now, uh, and we we're on a big project. And everyone met. Literally, the whole project met up for some meeting. Yeah. Um, and I think it was half an hour. Uh, and so every, everyone kind of met up half an hour. We had like a big, a big project update. And somebody wanted to carry on to do something else. And one of the, the senior managers said, "Oh no, 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 we need to, we need to end this now. We've already lost two. Da- we've already lost two days now. Two days worth of time." Oh, he counted up all of the man hours. Yeah. Of the of the meeting. Yeah, and called that. We've just lost two days. Yeah, because we had like sixty people or something, and he's like, "We're right, already, we, a big, big, big group. We've already lost. We've already lost two, two, two man days. Uh, so we need to all get back to work." It's like, you know that that is just ridiculous. In fact, yeah, it was. I think was it sixty people in fifteen minutes or something, and, and he's like, "Yeah, that's just two, just a couple of man days or a man day." Um, and I remember thinking, "Hang on a second. Every every single person can make up fifteen minutes in their day. So we haven't lost a. Th- we haven't, really haven't lost a thing. Yeah. Yet if any one of these people was off for two days." You'd bloody know about it, so you cannot compare the two. No, and they're, they're, the aggregate—the problem of the aggregate. Yes, pe- people taking everything at like a, a macro level and think it's like the sorts of people that will, you know, you get someone who comes into it, and I've, I've seen maybe not this exact example, but okay, let's replace all the pe- you know I'm working in a big company. Let's replace all the HB pencils with two H because because we'll save some <laughs> we'll save on because we'll save some money. You know that that kind of thing, and these are the people. Who are you know thinking? Well, hang on. If everyone wears a mask, 
you add it all together and okay it only makes a tiny bit of a difference but it makes a difference when you add it all up you know when so that's literally not how it works no of course not not at all it's not, not at all how it works um, at all. you can't you know you can't you can't add up an individual decision to another individual decision and and, and get an aggregate um so these are the people who think everybody must obey the rule it's like it's like okay uh social distancing You've got to be two meters. You can't be one and a half meters. You know what difference does that extra half meter make? Yeah, but if everybody did it, then it makes a difference. You add it all yeah, up. Not nonsense. And these I mean, are these are the people that are angry, right? Because I, everybody must do it. I am right. Let's let's be clear about how black or white pilled I am. Um, and I know it's rare for me to, to 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 be here saying this is on the we're on the up. This is positive, and and this is when we think that there's a whole raft of um, of restrictions we think are about to come in. Whether it's before Christmas, we're like a week before Christmas right now. Uh, whether it comes in before Christmas or immediately afterwards, uh, me and my wife have got a bit of a pull going on at the moment. Um, she thinks it's going to be announced on Boxing Day, very specifically on Boxing Day, and then it'll be like you know January the third, fourth, fifth, something like that. Um, I, I've I've heard a theory about when it will be announced. Right. Um, so about when it'll be announced, not when it will take effect. Yeah, when it, specifically when it will be announced. Right. What's your theory? So, and this or, is you, I don't, you don't have to buy into this this kind of thing mm. or not, but so there are certain. There are certain times of the year um, where certain things happen, uh, kind of astrologically and, and this yes. kind of thing. Oh, I'm, it, all, I'm, I'm, I'm all up for you. Going yeah, into okay. This. And it can. It, so, and it's been proven. That, so, you, you know, like, you know, dodgy things happen when there's a, there's a full moon. Yeah. I mean, statistically, you, there. Are, you know, the, the, the number of werewolf attacks goes through the roof. Whenever things like people, uh, you know, A and E is always, you know, people do stupid things. So A and E is always overwhelmed. Yep. on on full means because people's I don't know why but it just affects people slightly um, Twitter goes nuts on full means people are just Does going it? slightly mad yeah 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 I don't know what it is <laughs> but there are so things like um, uh, you know like the, the, there are four solstices in a year it's like a spring summer autumn winter solstice and blah, blah, blah. there was some kind of astrological event the last time he made an announcement it was like the 12th of the 12th 21 um, but there was some something was aligned somewhere okay and apparently someone had been doing a bit of analysis and he's saying all, all these the things analysis. they often do them on like equinoxes and, and these things where right. they're trying to affect people's behavior so i i and he was saying look mark my words the 21st the winter equinox that will be uh, right that will be the next uh, one so we're recording this on monday the 20th that's tomorrow so he re- he reckoned that that it's there, there, there's a reasonable chance that that's something will be announced tomorrow now as the ramp up happened over Thursday, Friday, and the weekend, and the fact that we didn't get the announcement last week, I, I was saying to my wife, "It's going to be Monday or Tuesday," <laughs> and that's because of just the, the, the timing, the amount of time before Christmas. They do like to do announcements on Mondays. That's been a, a general thing that I've noticed. They like to do them on Mondays. Um, but then the last one was on a Sunday. Yeah, because yeah. It, because it was the, the you know. So I I think I, I think tomorrow it. I think tomorrow we're going to get something. So. You're saying it's the equinox tomorrow. Was yes. That? Yeah. Right. And you don't have to. You don't have to believe in that to believe oh, no, that no. they believe in it. Yes. Well, you, but right. It's not even belief. This is just again. This is the modelers. This is the people sure. saying, look at the data. This is trust the science. This is look at the data. People are more susceptible. This is probably the behavioural insights team. Probably. This yeah. Is spy B, the evil doers on that team uh, that have gone. If you want to, if you want to heighten people's fear. Do it on these dates. Then sure. you do it then. That's fascinating. Uh, I'm really excited to see whether that that particularly comes off um, on on that date. 
Yeah. You, you're saying on how black and, and oh, white. Oh, yeah. So um, I don't, I'm not a subscriber to um, it only ever goes in one way. Either it's getting better or it's getting worse. This is like, this is like Patrick Balance. It's either doubling or halving. Oh, <laughs> okay. that's <just> binary thinking. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. And so I, I see us going through a bit of a wave at the moment in in that positive territory but that doesn't mean it's not going to then settle at that level for a bit it can go back it can go forward I, i'm yeah. not saying that's a one it's a one-way ticket now and to again goodness. what are you what are you what are you judging as criteria for getting better so for me getting better is more people coming around to our way of thinking they can put more and more restrictions in place oh yes yeah, got nothing to do with restrictions uh, if anything bring them on in order to convince more people correct that's that's exactly it. It's like if they if they're going to lock gonna, down the unvaccinated. They, is the call I am making right if, now. If they're going to do. You the, see what happens if in this country you in quotes lock down only the unvaccinated. Do it seriously. Whoever's listening, do it. That's what we need. That's what we need to push people. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's it's. I don't want that personally. I want to get through the other side of this, and the only way is to make it worse. Yeah, it's how it's how worse, isn't it? But what I'm saying is that is a great example of something that's completely untenable and unenforceable. How are they going to stop you and I and the other 20 million people? You've seen the numbers of people that... that so there's like 67, 68, maybe as many as 70 mm. million people in this country, okay? There's 23 million what people we, who don't, haven't had a jab. Haven't had a jab? Yeah. I thought it was only like 5 no, million. Oh, they've been lying. They've been twisting their statistics. Okay. I, I thought the 20 million was like people who perhaps now had double jabbed and, and account counted as unvaccinated no, because they haven't had their no, booster. No, 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 they're never jabbed. Never it's jabbed. a huge proportion. How have okay. they got, that's four times we were told. Listen, how they, to, how listen, they get that right? Listen to this, listen to this. London, okay. 30% of London never jabbed. Do you know, do you know what that is? Because they're, they're, more, they're more diverse. So they've got they've got um, more untrusting. Yeah, yeah. So so you know they've got more Europeans who are understandably not trusting of their yeah. of their governments. You know, and uh, is she, where is she now? I don't know. She she could be anywhere. Eating She's, your floor. Um, and uh, more black people. Yeah, uh, who are massively untrusting of the government again and again understandably. Got so. Another great stat for you. So London, thirty percent. Okay, Westminster. 40% never jabbed. What does that say? Westminster. Aren't they... I Because I don't think they need to be jabbed. Uh, they, no one like, needs to be jabbed. No, but they're like excluded from all the rules, aren't they? So even like the Christmas party rules and stuff, that doesn't Yeah, but apply. why aren't they taking it anyway? Oh, because they... Because they know! They course, know! Yeah. There's more of them wise to it. I just think these stats are absolutely fantastic. But... We've done the you're not alone kind of stuff before in some of our podcasts and we've tried to add up these numbers. Um, those are from the UK Health Security Agency. So how many people are unvaccinated by their own definition? So, for example, people who just had one jab. Um, I've got the numbers here Have somewhere. Because um, that was that was something that I... And I remember talking to you and uh, one thing that Seat Jabbit changed about his policy on the vaccine passport was that two jabs would no longer be enough. 
Yes. It had to be three. And I remember telling you that. Because you said to me. I said it was a mistake. And you said, no, 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 he's done it deliberately. And that's what, that's what, I, mean, what I mean. What I mean is it'll backfire because the people who have had one jab, no longer can they just wander up to some walk-in clinic, get a second jab and be, and be fine. Now they have to wait three months. Yep. So a proportion of them if you are going to be turned around. If, if you or I want to go on holiday in May next year. Impossible, is it? It's impossible. In June, I think, even. Think about the gaps you've got to have between mm. these jabs. So they are, they are. You're right. It's a, it's, it's going to backfire. You, you can't bring over these other people, that you, the ones you want to bring over the most now. If you, all you do is increase the number of jabs that are, that are the minimum requirement. Right. So I've got data from the UK Health Security Agency. Okay. This is their vaccine surveillance report, week fifty. So I've got the stats from that report uh, as of like the 12th of, of December. So it's only a, only a couple of weeks ago. Um, so I've got it specifically broke down between dose one, dose two, dose, dose two and dose three, regardless of whether it's a boost, classed as a booster. Or, or, or anybody, is anybody getting four yet? There, I think there are um, because some people were classed as vulnerable enough to get three the first time. Right. And there was confusion. I've seen the confusion. I've seen people saying, hang on a minute, I've got this letter and it's saying to me I need my third dose and I've got something else telling me I need my booster. Is the third dose my booster? They, they've not been clear about any of that. Oh, shock. Shock horror. Um, I mean, are they, are, they, are they classing everyone needs three now just to be... Yes. Because I, the, the, what they were saying for a time... Or they've been strongly suggesting that that's what it's going to be. But what they were saying for a time was that... As long as it's within two, a certain amount of time. Two, two, two are fine, but your second one has run out now. Therefore, yeah. you need this, this booster. Yeah. Um, then now the, the noises, and I'm seeing this, it's not just the UK, I'm seeing this in the States as well, about them talking about the, the, the you know, third one's the charm. <laughs> <laughs> and that you just won't have enough. But the third one, I mean, the third one, of course, that'll be... That, that somehow, the language is all that somehow the third one will give you, make it lasting where the first and the second one didn't. Well, tell that to Israel. You're, you're unjabbed if you're, yeah. you're unvaccinated if you only had three. Dose number one, population vaccinated, 32.4 million. Is, is this have only had the one or is this have... That's the number of people who've had the first. So the second group I'm going to say here, the people who've had a second dose, obviously includes... That first that, yeah, that was my okay. question. So the people who've only that have had one dose, thirty-two point four million. The people who've had two doses, twenty-nine point seven million. Okay, so what's the difference between those? So it's thirty uh, twenty-nine million? to thirty-two, only a few million. Okay, but that's that's that's, that's good. Still so that's another few another few million yeah, who. Are... Yeah. And then um, we're into uh, because of the the third dose is only they're, they're they're rushing to try and get people now. So the number of people who have third dose is only, is only fifteen million. As at the twelfth, so that number will now, uh, that now will now be higher. Um, but I'm, I'm, I thought there would have been more people uh, who have only had one jab. To be honest, yeah, exactly. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Now, you, th again, I'm doing raw population numbers there, so that does the sixty-seven, sixty-eight, whatever million includes children. Okay, lots of children that aren't eligible mm. yet, but. I don't think that, that I don't think that should matter because of the numbers that people tout around, and everyone kind of knows roughly that you know how many people there are in the country and all of that. So as long as you as long as you know that's what the stat is out of, and this is where, of course, 
we've had these discussions before on the podcast about the stats authorities trying to say, oh no, you can't possibly do it like this. And so you've got to either age adjust it or populate, adjust it for population and all this other stuff. Uh, but they're quite happy to not do those things if it shows some level of positivity in the narrative that they want to give. Uh, and they only want to try and undo this stuff uh, if, it comes out, if it comes out as negative. Um, but I, I, I do think it's worth noting just how, how many people there are um, in the country that are the never jabbed. So, certainly how so many people in London. the five million, is that five million who are eligible? So there might be like 15 million kids that are under 12 or whatever. If you were eligible for dose one, then you're obviously eligible for dose two. Yes, but this, this, this 20 million people, obviously that includes some kids who aren't eligible for any vaccine. Uh, so you're talking about the um, uh, the never jabbed number. The never jabbed number. Yeah. Yeah, so there will there's obviously going to be a right mixture there. You're going to have everything from us and our parents who mm. are in their 70s who haven't been jabbed through to the newborn baby. Sure, I'm just wondering how many people could get the jab have decided against it as opposed to... Do I have that? As opposed, because are they jabbing 12-year-olds okay, and over? Okay, okay, yep. Uh, population not vaccinated that are eligible for dose one, 15.3 million. So 15.3 million are eligible. Now that strikes me as being a lot. Yeah. So there are there only 5 million kids between 0 and 11 it's, then? Well, it's 15 to 23. It's 15 million to 23 million. Again, you've got, you have got some kids in there. You've got over 12s, remember? Sure. So it's not as simple as just saying kids. No, but I would have thought there would be more than if if, if you're if you're saying or sorry, if you're saying if the stats are saying there are fifteen million people who are eligible who haven't got it and twenty million overall, yeah. that would imply that there are only five million noughts to eleven year olds. Yeah, again, it's not that simple, but yes, I know I know where you're going with it. Mm. And and a, and a few other spurious categories. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't trust those at all. That doesn't, well, that doesn't sound well. These are numbers me. that come out of uh, come out of the UK government, so you're right to be sceptical. Yeah. Um, but they are numbers that actually show better outcomes for us. Oh, sure. Than than we've than we're used to, shall we say? Um, which is why I think it's uh, why why I think it's uh, interesting. Um, can I take a bit of a bit of a left turn and sure. talk about something else? Um, just a couple of things I've noted down here that have happened in the last couple of weeks, uh, specifically around um, social media. Uh, so, I mean, look, look, it's all COVID related, obviously. Uh, but the new Twitter rules. Have you seen now that very specifically, the Twitter rules are such that you're not allowed to tell the truth. There are specific things that are, that are said by Boris Johnson, the CDC, you know, there's all, all of these... Well, they, yeah, they rode, they rode back on a couple of them. Oh, without, have they rode without, back on the vaccinated saying, and unvaccinated one? Yeah. yeah, so there was something about you were... Um, one of the rules said you're not allowed to state that vaccinated people... Can pass it on. Can, can spread the virus. Yeah. I think they made, a, they made it like a typo because they changed it. Um, oh. That exact rule was and say that vaccinated people can spread the vaccine. So vaccine shedding. Right, and they changed that without notifying it, without making any. Somebody just like taking a screenshot and yeah. said, "Oh, hang on a second, this has changed, but you haven't, you haven't updated it or anything." Um, they literally just just switched the word and right. pretended nothing had happened. Right. So actually, that one was probably a was probably a typo. Mm. Yeah. How about um, have you seen the court case with Facebook on the fact checks? Have you heard about this? No. So someone someone's taken Facebook to court 
over beautiful uh, yep uh and the the facebook so the the, the documents are out in the public domain um in terms of their defense against this uh and obviously the fact check organization is independent of facebook but then facebook use it in order to then tag something and say hang on this has been fact checked yeah um, uh, and therefore, they're obviously going to stop it spread. They're going to maybe stop it altogether or stop something from being shared. I don't know specifically the Facebook rules. I know in Twitter now, you can have things that nobody can reply to if they're tagged in, in that way. So I'm assuming there's some similar set of rules. The Facebook lawyers <laughs> have determined that the fact check and their application of the labels resulting on that fact, fact check are protected opinion. <laughs> fact checked our opinions everybody not fact checked at all they're just opinion they're protected as opinion <laughs> i mean that's that's what we all knew anyway yes but isn't um, it great when they're the ones arguing mm. it that's beautiful i thought you were quite like that um and it's you need these things you need these things to to, to come to the fore because fact checks are i don't know about you i'm i'm all, all, almost at the point where I think it's more than a Pareto split, the 80-20 rule, that if a fact check says something, I just assume it's the complete opposite. Oh, they're just, they're, they're just, it's just left-wing propaganda. There, there are no... There are no looks. Just left-wing? I mean, when we get into COVID stakes, it's not really left or right particularly. Uh, no, but I think you'll find on the whole the fact checkers are left-wing and they're just going along with, with authoritarianism. But they're, just, they're just, yeah, they're just promoting of the narrative, aren't they? It's, yeah, I mean, there are no, I can't think of any libertarian fact checkers. Can you think of a fact check that you've agreed with? <laughs> no, I don't, think, I don't think I can. I mean, so the, one, one of the, 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 there was one recently with the Carl Rittenhouse trial. And uh, he was, he had, a, he had a 17-year-old kid, well, 17-year-old at the time, uh, had the gun. Uh, that he was, uh, so he, I mean, he was going around and protecting his like dad's neighborhood, his old neighborhood, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and you know, earlier on in the day, he was like scrubbing off graffiti and and all this kind of stuff, and had his. He was a bit daft. Okay, you know, in that situation, you know, my advice to anyone is like, if you're going to go around at night, go around in a group of people. Yeah. Don't don't wander around on your own with a gun. Yeah. Okay. You just it's just asking for literally trouble. look like a lone gunman. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but anyway, and, and they were saying that the guy he shouldn't have had the gun because he was because That's he was seven perceptions. It looks not nothing to do with the law. Oh no, of course, yep. of course. But I was still, you know, just go around in a group, get a bunch of your mates, and do the and, and do the yep. same thing. And you can all have guns, but strength in numbers, correct? Um, and it, you know, and again, a group of you are far less likely to get into that situation because people aren't going to run at you with a skateboard if there's eighteen of you as opposed to just yes. as opposed to just one. Anyway, he had this gun, and they were saying, oh no, he, he was he was a minor, wasn't allowed to to, to have the gun. Um, and that was one of the prosecution kind of brought that up and saying like you shouldn't have a gun, but if that's complete rubbish in um, uh, wherever it was, whatever state it was, uh, sorry, whatever state it yeah, was. Yeah, so the, the, rule, the rules were that um, you can have certain types of guns. So and this was a hunting rifle yep. that he had. He didn't bring it over state lines. It was already there. Um, it was yeah, perfectly legal. And the judge just threw it out. He didn't yeah. even he just threw it out. So that's ridiculous. Go away. Yeah. Um, and the fact checker said, "Well, there is a tiny bit of a grey area, and another judge may not have thrown it out. Therefore, therefore, it's because um, they they said uh, you know Carl Rittenhouse shouldn't have this gun, and here's why. Yeah. 
judge throws it out and they had another post saying we stand by our fact check another judge another judge may not have thrown it out therefore we're fine so it's just it's all propaganda all of it yeah the propaganda checks aren't they mm. it's just a narrative yeah um i've got a few more i've got a few more things written down here that are it, it's jumping around a little bit um but i feel like this is a bit of a wrap up before christmas okay well I, let, let me have go on then one thing and this is something that we've talked about a little bit in the past i was i was listening to and i was just i was in it was late at night and i was just flicking around and there were no podcasts that i wanted to listen to yeah so i thought i've been struggling recently i'll uh, i'll stick on infowars and see what's going on oh yeah i've not listened right. I, I not listened to him for a few months yeah so i stuck on i stuck on infowars and i kind of went to it wasn't on live but i thought i'll just play the, yeah, the, last, the last thing alex jones show and i listened to him and you know he's got all the kind of the the, the big adverts and stuff, and he's got his fantastic studio. And oh, I love and the screens. I love the the imagery he puts behind him. Oh, amazing! Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, and he was he was talking. There was like one advert uh, where he yeah it was basically just kind of him trying to t- sell this other website and stuff. Um, I think it was Reset Wars or whatever. Oh, that's his new course where you, he they teaches you everything he's ever known. Yeah, but he was and he was talking quite a lot about God. Yeah. Okay. And then in the actual show itself, he was talking a lot about God as well. Okay. But it wasn't winding me up. And I remember thinking, oh, why does this not wind me up? Why Why can he effectively evangelize and, and preach to me and it not get on my nerves, but other people do it and, yeah. and it really does. Someone can do it for 30 seconds and it gets on my nerves. And I think yeah. I was trying to work out what's he doing. Please that, tell me because I not, feel exactly the same. And I think it's what he's not doing. He's not. He never quotes scripture to anybody, right? So he's not saying this verse in the Bible says. Da, da, da. All he's saying is, look, you need to believe in God. It will, it will, it will help you. Um, these other people are godless, and this is what they're doing, and, and this is the way. This is the way forward. And he just talks about it, it, it's positioning, isn't it? Yeah. You know, all, all he's talking is, and he's not even saying you need to follow God in the way that I'm doing. You need to come to my church and all this kind of stuff. He's just saying you need to believe in God. Uh, and that's it. That's basically that's basically his message. I mean, he's quite passionate about it, yeah. and he's passionate about you know the, the the globalists being godless and and you know all this kind of thing. But it just it struck me as is it wasn't winding me up. Yeah. Whereas, and I'd think I'd think okay, he's going to talk about this for a couple of minutes, and he's going to move on to something else. I'm going to be interested in. I'll hang on. Whereas if other people are here on the podcast and they start quoting, is it you a know, British thing? Quote, quoting Psalms at me or something. It's like you is know it- what. Next, is it is it a British? I mean, he has got a style, obviously, and he's like an evangelistic preacher. Well, he is anyway. Yeah, he, he he's like he's like one of those TV evangelists, um, but for his for his cause, which is our cause. Um, but I, I'm, I'm so thoroughly bored by everyone else mentioning. Uh, oh, you just have to have a bit of a pray. Or whatever. Well, that's another thing. He's not telling people to get no. down on their knees and pray. He's just saying, look, just believe in God. Yeah. And and, and that's it. Um, yeah. So he, keep, I, he keeps it simple. Yeah. But I just I just find it fascinating that he can do that and I can listen to it and it doesn't yeah. wind me up. And I'm just like, I could just accept that that's his opinion. Yeah. Um, whereas when other people evangelize and start start quoting at me and, and you know, it's like, no, just, I, 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 I turn off. I absolutely turn off at that point. And I think, I think that's what it is. That's, that's the, there's, he's, he's just got this knack of just, you know, being, being assertive with his message, but it being a really simple, basic message and him not 
overly being you know again it's the difference between being authoritarian and and, and libertarian it's like you know believe in god in your own way just, yes. just believe in god um yeah yeah no i'm with you, I'm with oh, you. yeah i just i just wanted to wanted to share that have you got have you got any other i've got yeah okay so and this this, this might take longer than a couple of minutes okay I'm. Uh, when was the last time you voted for anything? Uh, as in politically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a, not a school council election. As in, you know. Um. God, goodness. There was a local election, I think, and it was specifically. Ooh. I did a tactical, my first ever tactical vote. And I was umming and ahhing whether to vote at all, but it was, uh, I needed to punish um, our local Conservative councillor. Right. <laughs> so I voted, um, I voted Lib Dem. <laughs> in, in fact, let Is me just a make a side point. Is there you haven't voted for? Because you've got oh, Greens, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't ever vote for the Greens. Right. Um, what, do you, what do you mean, is there a party of a, I've not, Okay. Well, in fact, I think I think I could literally have only ever voted for the Conservative Party and this one time. Okay. Well, I'm counting you joining the Labour Party. Yeah, that's not voting. <laughs> oh well. Okay. No, I joined. The, I, I became a registered supporter for three pounds of the Labour Party, and then voted for. I mean, technically, you did vote for Labour leader. That's a that's that's kind of a in Labour the vote. Labour leadership election. <laughs> it was all strategic. It played out beautifully, as you know. Um, just a little side point. I know you've yeah. got a, a wider thing to, to to make here, but it's it's totally related. I voted for the Lib Dem, even in fact. So this was the rise of our local Green councillor. Our councillor is now Green. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now I didn't I didn't want her in, albeit she did the hard graft locally. Uh, you know, credit to her for trumpeting uh, local causes and all that kind and of stuff. Inter- interfering more than all the other candidates. Uh, but um, our local Conservative councillor had bad things to say in our local uh, council meeting about the extension we wanted to have on our house. So this was personal, okay? And um, and this guy had been in there for ages and ages and ages, uh, and I was like, screw you, but I'm not voting Green. I'm just going to take a vote away from you. I'm not going to actively vote for the one that I think is probably going to win. I'm just going to take, take a vote away from you, put it on the other side. Uh, so I did what any good protest voter does: vote Lib Dem. Now the reason I say that is because there's just been this by-election, uh, uh, as in a House of Parliament by-election. Oh sure. And the Shop Conservative, like the Conservative. This was uh, this was what's his chops? Uh, can't remember his name. Owen. Oh, Owen. Oh, yes. Um, what's the full name? Patterson. Owen Patterson. Yes. The seat has been conservative for about eight billion Since years. Since it began, two hundred years. Yeah, yeah. Since the seat was created. Yep. Um, and uh, a and safe seat as well, not just a not a marginal. Thousands, thousands in the majority in the bank. Uh, but Labour nowhere. La- Labour's vote went down. The Conservatives' vote went down. The Greens are still there at about like five odd percent or whatever, and it's the Lib Dems that won because. Not because of their policies. You vote Lib Dem to send a message. You yeah, protest I th- vote. I think Lib in Dem. this case it might have been a little bit around about their policies. Um, what, are the, what are the Lib Dem policies? Are? Well, are you, are you aware of them? 
I'm, I'm, I'm aware of one unless unless they've changed it but so people were trying to spin this about saying oh yeah it's Tory sleaze and it's like well hang on so the Labour vote went down because of Tory sleaze Labour and the Tories are I mean, both they're bought, step, aren't they? are, yeah they're, they're both for all the restrictions and potentially vaccine passports yeah Lib Dems have said they're they to, to be fair on this one they've been slightly more liberal than the rest and they've said vaccine passports were liberal were against them so there are about the restrictions and stuff. I mean, I literally don't know nothing about what the position is. I couldn't even tell you who the Lib Dem leader is anymore. I think it's still Ed Davey. Uh, I'm not sure who. Uh, I'm not sure what their position are on all the restrictions and masks and all that kind of stuff. But I know they have come out and said that vaccine passports are liberal and we're against right. them. They're the only semi-major party to do that. So I think people have said, you know what, I'm, I'm against them. They're the most liberal of a bad bunch. They're not the two main parties. And we'll vote for them for that. I mean, right. it, there, there probably were a lot of protest votes in there as well. Um, to answer your question, uh, I'm trying to think about when that vote that vote. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It the, fact, the fact that years. you had to think about it. Um, oh, I certainly haven't. Yeah. So I you're not that. you're not really a voter. No, not anymore. Okay. Uh, that that was one specific thing which made meant, meant nothing to anyone else in the rest of the in the rest of the country. It was a local election which nobody ever votes for anyway. I'm certainly not going to vote in any um, national election ever, ever again. Well, that great, because that makes this question more interesting. Or referendum. Well, that was it. So the last time I voted was for was for Brexit, and I regretted it. Not yeah. because I not because I I so I voted to leave. Yeah. Um, not because I regret leaving, uh, but because it kind of you regret gives, enforcing the it system. gives legitimacy yep. to the, to the system. Yeah. So my question is. Uh, do we need a libertarian party in the in the UK? <laughs> are we gonna Are we gonna get anywhere by just the likes of you or I not voting, or would a libertarian party and and a, a, not not like the libertarian party in the US? Yeah, more like what I hope the libertarian party will come if Dave Smith <laughs> gets to be the libertarian party leader. You know, someone or someone like. You know, I'm 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 thinking Ron Paul back in 2008, yeah, who was the only one who was saying something different from Republicans and, and the Democrats. You know, he was always against the wars. He was always against the Fed. Was he a Republican at that point? I think he was. How on earth did he become a Republican? I I, I struggle with that. How did he win over Republican voters? I'm I, not, I know they're. I'm I, not sure. I know they're technically less statist, but he was. You know, advocating way more mm. than anyone you know would have done. But I, I'm, I'm thinking we need someone. We need someone like that. Um, no, you don't think it'll do any good. No, because he. I don't think it'll happen, and I don't. Ah, uh, that's not what I, I was asking. Uh, I no, I don't think it would do any good. Um, I I think we're way we're way past party politics helping anything. So you don't think if we had a a third party. Who was actually liberal? I was actually standing up in, you know, and, and getting in debates and saying, "No, no, well, you guys are both into, wrong." Into debates, I, I, I just don't. We we have had small parties um, that have been more liberal than all of the others. Go, absolutely no. The, the opportunities have already been there for parties. Whether it's whether it's. From, from from UKIP through to the Brexit Party through to whatever the okay. name that Lawrence Fox's one's called now the Reclaim I think is it Reclaim, reclaim or Reform Restore Reform whatever 
Um, the, um, the, the the yeah the oh, what's the one that um, Rod Liddles joined um, the SDP yeah oh the massively status and but this the point is that there's that there's no one even close so okay th- there th- is a Liberty Party in this country and nobody knows about it I mean actually the the Liberty Party in this country um, they're, they're objectivists, aren't they? objectivists yeah. yeah okay I'm not when I when I say do we need one? I don't, I don't mean I think they're going to get in, but can they change the argument? And the Brexit Party is a good example of this. Okay, so they, they, were, they were never there to, to win a general election. All they were there to do, in my opinion, was to get Brexit done and to get everyone talking about Brexit and to just give yeah. Boris to kick up the arse and say, look, you know what? Really short-sighted in that respect. Yeah. Uh, so this could be a slightly longer-sighted one, but if they can get people to just change the arguments, and or just to you know, if you're yeah, you're right. Okay, I know you you're, see, this you is see, classic political argument as if we can just move the needle a little bit. Yeah, would that be would that we'll would that be a good thing? And I'm not saying that we do. I'm asking. I'm I, asking the question. What I'm, I'm what I'm saying is, of course, that would be fantastic, but I don't think even if a libertarian party existed, it would move the needle at all in this country. So do you think it will move the needle in America if Dave Smith gets in? No. You don't uh, think it- No, no, I think the party will go from this big to this big. And for those listeners out there, I've just shrunk the gap between my hands. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because I... I, th- I very much doubt that he will um, become anything significant within the Libertarian Party. Uh, and, um, and I think that if he does, then the Libertarian Party will shrink massively and become even more of an irre- irrelevance than it currently is. That's interesting because I, th- I think possibly the opposite. Right. Uh, only because they had, because for a start, the Libertarian Party is the third party in America. They're way ahead. They're, you know, as, as a rule, Americans are more libertarian than we are. And, and they're, they're way and that ahead. That helps. Of us. That totally sure, helps. Sure. Whereas the third party in this country, whatever you think, is the Lib Dems. Sure. Um, but they, you know, they had such a bit like the neoliberals. In this country, they absolutely dropped the ball. They, this was like the biggest time. Yeah. This should have been their moment. This is, this is the other reason why they're, they're not going anywhere. The, the current, yeah, the current Libertarian Party. But if he gets in, can you can you imagine if he was the Libertarian Party leader in twenty twenty, and how much he would have shouted about? You know, people who were against. Yeah. And, and and you've got to bear in mind that I don't know what the percentage is now, but until very recently, fifty percent of Americans weren't weren't vaccinated. Yeah. Biggest propaganda campaign. And and, yep. and whereas we were lapping it up like idiots, they were. You've got to remember that you hear about what the Libertarian Party has done because the media narrative wants you to know that libertarians supported the lockdowns. Okay. But the people who are unvaccinated in America, and there are yep. quite a large number of them, even now there isn't really a party that are opposing lockdowns you yeah. know i mean the libertarian party was was you know it was all praising black lives matter and all this kind of yeah. stuff so th- these people don't have a party really you know people like proper Agreed. libertarians whereas they will do under dave smith right so i th- i can i okay. can see i can see their popularity growing because finally there's an actual libertarian party and not just a bunch of autistic cranks yeah but they're democrats so he'll never become leader and they're trying to do this by being a party and being involved in the democratic system, which and and the, and the people you're talking about won't vote. You think so? Yeah. Okay, so the, the same reason that you and I won't vote. No, but lib- libertarians in the Libertarian Party will vote in Libertarian Party elections. Yep. 
and they won't yeah. vote for Dave Smith. Why won't they vote for Dave Smith? Because he's too libertarian. No, no, no. Have you, have, you seen, have you seen the numbers in the Mises caucus, the, the one he's going through? Since he's joined, they have skyrocketed and they've been winning elections. They've been, they've been taking right. over places because of Dave Smith. Uh, okay, okay. They, yeah. had to, they had to, they had to Fair abandon their... Well, they had to enforce some rules that they never enforced before to stop these new Mises caucus people from voting in the national election so they could get one more year to try and, try and get rid of him. Basically, what they Basically, what they've been doing was uh, so he'd been getting so many new members to the to the Libertarian Party in the, in the Mises right. Caucus, and up until up until now, as soon as you joined, uh, you were allowed to vote in the in in the elections of like new leaders and, and mm. chairman. And, instantly, and, yeah, instantly. Um, technically, there was a rule that said you had to wait a year. It had never been enforced until this year because he got such immense numbers. They were going to take over immediately. Yeah, but they had to. They were just clinging onto it. So they had to had to enforce this rule that had never been enforced. So the Mises Caucus is growing exponentially at the moment. Interesting, and with with a view to let's get Dave Smith in. Okay, well, so look, good good luck to him. Um, I think that I suppose right. You've got to look at Trump as the third party back in 2016. Yeah, sure. He, he wasn't really running on a Republican ticket. He was. It was he was savvy enough that he was getting Republicans to vote for him, but he was getting people who wouldn't normally vote for Republican. Well, no, he was the anti-establishment ticket, wasn't he? Exactly right, and and that's why the parallels have been drawn with uh, the vote to leave the European Union, because again, and this is what Dominic Cummings famously did very well, is he got people who have never voted to vote for it. So I, I, I get what you're saying. In, in that respect, there is the possibility that there is this swathe of voters, of non-voters that might, that might vote for him and for that party. Um, all, I'd, love it, I'd love it to be the case. All they, all they need to do is get him, get him onto the debates. That's, that's the goal, I think. Is to, you know, he knows he's not going to be prime minister. But if he can get onto the... Prime if, minister. Or uh, president. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely not going to be prime minister. If, uh, if he can get onto the debates and he can start debating people, um, that, that's, that's the goal, I believe. Now, I'm not convinced that's a good thing. Um, I so think get on the debates? Well, no, I, I think it could be... It could be both good and bad. So him getting, him getting on the debates would be fantastic. Uh, yeah. I have no doubt about that. But if suddenly there's this huge swell in voters and the proportion of voters gets increased because now lots of people who've never voted before are voting for the Libertarian Party and voting for Dave Smith, but they still don't get anywhere. It's like making democracy more legitimate. So yes. overall, is that I'm, I'm not convinced that's going to be a good thing. I'm not saying I have the alternative. Uh, I don't have the answer to how this system gets destroyed without democracy. Mm. But as I've said many, many times on this podcast, democracy will not save us and it and it won't and this is what i'm i am angling for this wider um awakening that i think i, I genuinely think there's a possibility that, it, that it's going to happen over the coming weeks months maybe years but it will involve societal upheaval there's no two ways about it if people get wise to just how how horrific government is and the people that and Again, there's there's needing this 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 other term, you know, the cathedral, um, or whatever you want to call it for this wider wider. Yeah, the cathedral. Enforces, I think it enforces it as good as we've got. Yeah, exactly. Um, then um, then there's going to be there's going to be quite the change to the way people people think and act, and I think that people 
again, it'll, people will start splitting into groups in that at that point. Um, and uh, some of them will be angry. Some of them will be violent. Some of them, I unfortunately think, will probably end their own lives because they can't cope with the, uh, the, the reality as, as has now been presented to them. Um, uh, they'll, it'll, be, it'll be difficult and interesting, um, but it won't involve voting, I don't think. No, and I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't. I'm hoping there'll be just peaceful non-compliance. There'll be people yes. starting to... That's definitely the way forward. Uh, yeah, people... So at the moment, obviously, ignoring all the restrictions, but even if the restrictions went, there'll be people who will just voting. Hopefully, the number of voters will drop off a cliff at some stage or just yep. at least diminish with every election. Uh, you know, more people will be realising that... You know that the, the Bank of England is not their friend, and will be starting yes. investing in cryptocurrencies and perhaps trading on the black markets. It's it's this kind of thing that's totally. going to be good. The creation of the alternative economies uh, is absolutely where where people need to be heading uh, with that. Uh, we've talked about the money the money system before. Um, that's going to be a biggie, um, uh, and and they want to bring in the central bank digital currencies. I don't think it's a dead cert by any stretch, but I know they want to do it. They want to bring in something that can you can control the way you spend. Um, but the resistance is helping and it might mean that they don't they don't ever bring it in and they mm. and the currency has to die and they have to pivot. They have to do an El Salvador and say sure. yeah, oh, it's just it's just Bitcoin. Now I think this is again they'll they'll go down fighting. The idea that these guys will just roll over is is, is nonsense, obviously, um, but um, but the more the more resistance, the more the the the, the parallel society and economy uh, uh, and the resistance to all of it happens, uh, then they'll get they'll get more angry the other side. Uh, but it does it does mean it's more much more difficult for them to enforce. It, it will be impossible anything. if 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 a certain number of people decide to become ungovernable, then yeah. Britain will become ungovernable. Yeah, um, I've got another thing. Yep. Um, so this is—I know—in the past we've talked, probably not for a while, but we've talked about arguments against anarchism. Yeah. And you know, and libertarianism, but specifically kind of anarchism. And one, you know, one of my favourites always was, well, if you don't have a government, then pretty soon they'll become a go- the, the, the government will form. So therefore, you need ah, a government, and it's a bad government. That will probably form. You know, it's like, well, hang on. So your argument against it's a bit it, of an objectivist it? view that one, actually, isn't it? I think. Yeah, objectivists will will, will often yeah, say is that. that it'll end, you'll end up with horror anyway. Yeah. So you can't you can't you can't have this good thing because you'll you'll, you'll end up with the thing. You, you need to keep the thing in case you get the thing. <laughs> it just strikes me as being is being ridiculous. It's a bit of a circular argument. Isn't yeah, it? it's 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 crazy. But one one of the um one of the uh, arguments against anarchism that I've heard several times is that someone could buy all the land surrounding your property and stop you from getting on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, I've, you know, I've heard that a number of times. Yeah. What if, what if everyone kind of ganged up on you? It's like, you, you mean like a lockdown? <laughs> you know, because their argument is, well, you know, the state does that. The state, the state you know, will, own, so the will, state, will, will own the roles. But they all, would... All they the would, land would, around us. But the, well, bought. Oh, I know, yeah, I know. Stole. Yeah. Acquired. You know, yeah. so, so that's exactly what's happened. Uh, but the argument was always, well, yeah, but that's that's why we need the state to own it because they would never do that. They just they did. just did, and they've been doing that for eighteen months. So that's another argument against more than that now. Uh, yeah, yeah twenty 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 one 21, months or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's another argument against anarchism, absolutely thrown out the window. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, my argument before was like, okay, well, so one, it wouldn't be in their interest to do that, and two, you'd only be trespassing anyway. 
Um, so if you needed to, you know, you well, need- and this is why it's, no one's saying that an anarchist anarchist system doesn't have dispute resolution mechanisms. Sure, and doesn't have some form of um, of common law um, that you know, these things would these things exist. They already do exist. And even if you even if you literally did a day zero, then those things would start to exist because they'd have to. And you would, you know, it, it doesn't get rid of all bad people. No. But it just means that the sorts of people who would do something like that are not in charge of entire countries. <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Um, so it's not that it's not that criminals would miraculously disappear. It's just there'd be better ways of, of, of dealing with them, and, and their impact would be would be less. But I just think that's fascinating. That that argument has like mysteriously disappeared. Because yeah. um, because that's exactly what they've done. You know, the government owns all the land around you and have stopped you from leaving your house. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's now an argument against statism because that has happened and I love it, it does happen. I love it. I think that's great. Mm. Um, I've got one other thing to say, um, which is just, I should have said this when we were talking about behavioral science earlier. Um, so I'd much prefer to end with what you've just said. But I've, I've, got, I've got an ending. You've got, you've got a nice positive ending for Christmas. The, where we're going to be under lockdown <laughs> even though we're sat in your house the moment they announce that the unvaccinated or, or everyone is not allowed to mix I'm going to be going around everyone's house and yeah, you're only, visiting as you, many people as possible you're only in lockdown if you want to be in lockdown yes, but anyway what's, exactly, what's, exactly. what's your point uh, this was just uh, it's not a point this was um, something um, my wife saw going into uh, uh, the big Tesco yeah so not the little local oh the big, the big um, shopping centre yeah one. yeah at the one point, it was the largest Tesco in Europe, whether it is anymore. Um, the mask signs, okay. Um, I don't know if I've got it specifically written down what they said. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, they made it rhyme. Don't make us ask, wear a mask. Oh, jeez. Don't make us ask. Have you ever seen something more abusive? That's the don't, don't, that's, that's, don't make me hit you. Yeah, that's domestic abuse kind of you know don't make us ask wear a mask now she went in without a mask on without a lanyard on no one challenged her only half the staff wearing masks but it's like that's the, the corporate message the, it's the big illegal blue for them to ask don't make us ask I would love them to, to oh, ask me I'm so there um, I went to uh, I went to a big toy shop the other day to get some last minute things uh, for the kids um, and obviously every man and his dog is wearing a stupid mask in this place uh, uh, including the, like, the security guard I've never seen a particular security guard on, on the door before the glare that this guy gave me okay so I stood there and I glared back and I waited and I waited and I'm there and I'm, I'm, I'm quite, quite the distance away but he's staring at me so I stared back and eventually he turned away. And I was there going, come on in. Come on. Well, I, yeah, I, I, Say I, something. I've never even been, and this could be, again, this is, you, people talk about having different types I've of... I've been challenged so many times last year. Well, well last people, year, people talk about having different, um, different types of privilege. There's definitely a big, scary skinhead guy <laughs> privilege. Because um, I... I is that, do you really class me as that? Well, no, but I, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, I know we're the same. I'm probably slightly bigger than you. Yes. Um, uh, so I kind of, I walk into places not wearing a mask. Nobody's even, nobody's even looked at me funny. Yeah. But I'm even such even at before, the, uh, and even my, uh, even my wife is such the bring it on 
Mm. Um, and it's like I've got obviously I've got so many retorts, comebacks, arguments. You name them. So but if right I, now, I, I never get the chance to use them. No, you don't. But I'll, I'll tell you now my number because I've I've had. You, you know, I've told you on the podcast before of various reactions. Like, oh, if someone else me if I'm going to else, I'm going to say this. And I've, I've come up with stuff before that I've built, thought is clever. It's it's not really that clever, my current my current comeback, and I haven't had to use it yet. And it is just no fuck off. Snappy. I, but said at that level, okay. This isn't about getting angry. This is just about if you are going to be that person, I'm going to tell you to fuck. And just and then just walk away and carry on. It'd be interesting to see if you ever get to if you I'm, ever get to use that. I'm I'm not sure I will now. Um, now obviously we are getting to the point where the restrictions are about to ramp up. We all know it. Uh, and as you've just said there, don't follow them. Don't follow any of them. But I wonder whether we've we, we've got past that point. Well, as I say, I've been challenged all the time last year and uh, an early part of this year. Uh, but this time around, with the master back in, I've not been challenged once. I mean, I, I've been. To be honest, I've been going so out. Is positive. I've been going to the shops more yep. than than you yeah, did last time. Yeah, I was just kind of letting other people do the shopping, ordering online, that kind of stuff. Now I'm a bit more don't care. Yeah, because um, I think because because more it, people. It wasn't nice being around people with with masks on. It is definitely better now, mm. where there are more people who are on who are free faces. Yeah, it's still not it's still not amazing, but it's certainly better than it was than yeah. it was last year. Um, you know the you know the Jeffrey Epstein meme where it's Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Yes, and you know you've seen it on on memes itself, but often you'd see people something 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 come, and Jeffrey Epstein doing yeah, but you'd see people like there'd be a pundit on TV or they'd be on they'd be on some TV program to talk about something else, and just before they cut off, they say. And Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> yeah. have, you, have you seen that? Yeah. Well, Andrew Lillico is still a prick. this edition of sounding board make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings videos and blogs we don't want your money but you can support sounding board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know if you have an idea for a topic of conversation why not join us in our telegram channel at t.me forward slash sounding board see you next time